Hola, buenos dias, soy Nico, and today we're here to talk about something that pertains to our community very heavily, and it's the stigma surrounding HIV, but not only the diagnosis, but the strange stigma around testing, prevention methods, you know, contraceptives in general. It seems as if just the topic itself is taboo within our community, which I feel like is counterproductive. But I don't want to hog the conversation because I have discussed this in a few videos uh, prior. So I would like to hear a few opinions. Um, anyone in the chat, for example, have you received pushback for trying to get on PrEP? Is it difficult to get on in your area? Uh, condoms, because I know that when condoms are brought up in casual sex encounters, it does result in blocking or ghosting at times. So... Anyone want to take the floor? Seeing the hypocrisy that's been crop, cropping in LGBT circles regarding how people's statuses and not having safe sex. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like when we have these discussions and you say the word safe sex, people like to do like semantics and talk about, well, what exactly is safe sex, you know? And I usually push for just safer sex practices such as getting tested and screening your partners because at the end of the day, you can't force people to, you know, wear condoms. You can't force people to follow a strict regimen. So I just suggest that people do the bare minimum of getting tested, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm dating myself here, <clears throat> but actually I was part of the original prep uh, studies. Really? Where they were, yes, where they were paying us. It wasn't called prep. It was just, it was just an unnamed pill that was supposed to prevent, um, they, they kind of framed it as STDs in the beginning. But we were supposed to have sex as normal. If you're wearing condoms, keep wearing condoms. If you weren't wearing condoms, don't wear condoms. And you got $50 mm. uh, a week or a month or something. I didn't do it, but mm. my friends did it. Mm. Um, so to answer your question specific, uh, specifically, in my city, prep, prep has never been looked down upon. Mm -hmm. But it, what is looked down upon are the girls like pretending to be on prep or like or using prep as a shield to have like risky sex. More so also when it comes to hookup culture, at least in my experience, no one ever but no one ever wants to wear condoms. I've even so identify as like a dominant top, even though I'm like I'm a blouse, like I'm kind, but like I top the girls. I know that's right. And, <laughs> and it's so fascinating to me that you would think that the tops would be the one to not want to wear a condom because it obviously feels better for us going in raw. Mm -hmm. But I cannot tell you how many times I've been fucking a guy with a condom on and he's like, take that shit off. What are you doing? Like, oh. you know? And it's it's fascinating. It's so fascinating to me. And actually, it's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. I'm actually I'm actually convinced that what there was an individual who was trying to um, gift give me. And mm -hmm. it kind of haunts me to this day because I did find out that he was in fact positive. Um, and he definitely tried to do things with me uh, raw. And it was like, wow, like these girls are no joke. Mm. That's the interesting, well, the interesting thing that I wanted to talk about um, was at the beginning of your story, people in your city pretend to be on prep? Absolutely, yes. Or pretend to have um, latex allergies, yes. 
that's a delay text. I actually have not run into that excuse before, but I have been in situations where I'll even suggest a condom and they like say they approach me and I'll suggest a condom. And it's friction and I never understood it because I'm like at the end of the day, I mean, like Ellen said, it does feel better for both parties when there isn't a condom. I'm not going to, you know, come online and be obtuse about it. But it's you would expect that the receptive partner would want to use a form of protection, uh, seeing as how they are more susceptible due to the super happy adult fun time confetti, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because he was pot doesn't mean he's transmissible. True. Mm-hmm. Hold on, just because true, 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 true. Um, and but that's the thing. Uh when it comes to unprotected sex, I feel like you should be transparent about your sexual health. Uh, for example, I think I've discussed in one of my videos, one of my exes, he wasn't honest with me, for example, uh, about his status, but he was undetectable. And I had dated undetectable people prior, so it wasn't necessarily the fact that he was positive. It was just that he did not communicate that to me when I'm a very upfront person when it comes to sexual health. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Would you say you've had any experiences with PrEP or people that are hesitant um, with condom use or the stigma around PrEP in itself, Alan? Um, me personally, no. Um, I've, I just, I, I've never, like, I don't know. I've just never had any situations where even when, at least when I've dated positive people, like, I've never had any situations where anyone's ever been worried about using a condom or where I've had like friction with anybody about wearing a condom. Um, I don't, I would say like 50% of the time, I probably don't wear condoms just because I uh, usually have sex with people who have dated for a while. Who, well, that's not true. I usually have sex with people who like just one person and we usually have to talk about our status Mm-hmm. Um and stuff. Um, I have, you know, um, even with people who I've been dating, I've used condoms with if we were having sex with multiple partners at the same time, and we wanted to be safe. So, it's. I think it's just, you know, this. When it comes to it's just all about being respectful. I think mm-hmm. of other people and being I think a lot of people are unfortunately ignorant around um HIV the last time they heard about it was you know back when it was really stigmatized so they still haven't unlearned a lot of that stigma Mm -hmm. and then so they think that you know I don't know how many people I've met that didn't know that you can be positive and uh and non-transmissible mm-hmm. um that's just not a widely known fact i know that it's not i don't know if it's i don't know how long it's been a thing but um i guess it's definitely for at least the last five to i don't i don't know if 10 i don't know if it's been 10 years since that was since that's been like a widely known fact but mm-hmm. i think that you know especially in our community because we have such an issue with hiv it became like this thing where you know you had like untouchables and I don't I I feel bad for 
um, bisexual men or bisexual women who are in these situations because uh, I know there's even more stigma with straight people than there is with um, queer people. So like, you know, I've heard from a lot of bisexual men that um, a lot of positive bisexual men that they don't even, they don't even, they like they don't even have, they don't even feel like they can come out to their straight partners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's or like it's much harder for them to come out to their straight partners um, because there is so much more of a stigma in the heterosexual world around um, about HIV. So, well, that's the thing. A lot of the heterosexual community still thinks it doesn't necessarily affect them, and that's the strange part because you know, we are a minority community. And due to what happened to our community in the past, most tend to stay on top of their sexual health and get tested. But a lot of the straight community, they don't get tested whatsoever unless they feel like something is wrong. And if you're actively having sex, you need to consistently get tested because first, you could not have symptoms, aka you could be asymptomatic when it comes to STDs or STIs. Not to mention in the name of HIV, it could take up to years for you to see actual physical changes in your body. So I think it's important that everyone consistently gets tested, you know. But as somebody who worked um, on the HIV prevention team for UT Health, I actually worked in the injectable prep study. I would actually go out and I would ask people, okay, well, are you sexually active? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, if you ever want to try prep, you know, we are pushing for a new study at the injectable, which just became available like with your doctor. It's a, I believe it's a shot every six months rather than having to take your pills every day. But we, I would basically tell them, you know, we're doing this trial, but if that's not what you want, we could also offer you just average pill prep, you know? And people would say, oh, I don't need that. You know, I'm good. I protect myself. But as we've mostly all notice, especially if you're having casual sex off, let's say, grinder or jacked, a lot of people don't push for condoms. And it's surprising, but as a top, I'm usually the one that has to bring up the conversation of a condom when I go to have sex with people. And and it's an interesting dynamic, you know, because there's a fear around testing, there's a fear around preventatives, but there's a taboo about talking about the subject in general. I know this conversation is about HIV, mm-hmm. but but to widen the scope just a tad, I think uh, the greater conversation is about like self love and self preservation, like taking care of oneself, mm-hmm. and, like having the self respect. And it, but it's, and I'm only saying this because I know for a fact there's people who do have self-respect who do choose who just choose to be condomless in their escapades. But I do think there's a correlation between those who feel like, eh, who am I? I don't matter. Or what I do doesn't matter. So let me do this. You know, let me not protect myself. And it's important to pay attention, I think, to that. For those, for those who are actively trying to maybe avoid um catching any scd or hiv um i think it's important to pay attention to those who who care because if you don't care what else don't you care about like if you don't care that you're i don't know I, it's weird because i'm trying not to offend anybody but like it just it's just how i feel 
Well, that's the thing. I feel like in today's day and age, a lot of people feel like most STDs or STIs are treatable because I'm not going to be obtuse. I've heard people that use PrEP say things like, oh, well, I'm on PrEP, so I'm not going to use condoms because if I catch X, Y, and Z, I could just go get a shot, which is also causing a lot of STDs and STIs to become resistant to um, vaccine. What do, what do you call them? I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot the word. <laughs> Um, um antibiotic resistance. Yes, antibiotic resistance. So I, I feel like it could be a matter of self-preservation because I know the reason I got on prep was because I come from a Southern Catholic multicultural home. When I came out, I was told, you're going to catch HIV, you're going to die. And that was used as a scare tactic to keep me in the closet for the most part. So as soon as I became sexually active, I just specifically search for a preventative so that I would not become a statistic and, you know, prove the homophobes in my life right. But for it's different for everybody. Because I will say, after I did get on PrEP, there were a few times I didn't use a condom just because you get lost in the moment. You know, uh, my self-preservation wasn't necessarily a factor in that point, but it's just, you're in the heat of the moment. Everybody's cool with it. A lot of people, when they say I've been tested, because I've noticed it on apps as well, a lot of people will say I've been tested, you know, recently, and you ask when it's recently, and everybody says like three weeks. So some people could have been tested recently, some people could have been tested further in the past and had sexual partners. So I, it, it's just something you have to think about before you just dive in. Absolutely. And I'll I'll be transparent. Um, I thankfully, to my knowledge, myself, I've never had any STDs or I've contracted HIV, but I've definitely lied. I've lied to a partner being like, when have you gotten tested and we're about to hook up? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like three weeks, quote unquote, you know. So it's like you can never just trust anybody. Like you never know. You know, you just never yeah. know. And that's the thing, I feel like when people do that, it's not usually in a malicious sense, unless they're one of those like strange kinks, like, you know, but it's usually just a, well, I feel fine. You know, I feel like I I've been tested somewhat in the past. It may not have been three weeks, but it was still recently. I, since I'm on prep and I have been since I was like 20, I have to get tested every three months. So I can usually keep track of it, but even then, when you meet up with most people, I start to see that a lot of people nowadays don't even ask when was the last time you were tested, you know? There's never the conversation of condom or when were you checked last. So it, it, there's a lot of room for error, especially when it comes to hookups. And I understand that like extending the conversation sometimes make people drop you, but self-preservation and just asking key questions if you're already planning on going unprotected is critical in my opinion but Ian you also have your hand up um shoot I had a few things um to probably disclose that I'm talking out of my ass a little bit here because um I've never had like penetrative sex before so um and I've like only had one partner in the past but um I was just saying like it's sort of like chilling to see that like the actual queer community itself has sort of like taken up the torch, so to speak, and is sort of in terms of like carrying on the stigma of of HIV and like I think 
sort of like creating like this sort of like this sort of like basically saying that you catch AIDS by being promiscuous and like a certain like virtuous behavior will become will like that queer people are literally saying a certain virtuous behavior will like mean you don't get it um and i think the other thing i wanted to say was like because like it's sort of like a discrimination against i'm gonna say like having having like hiv and like living with it is like a disabling like a light sort of like a disabling thing um i'm gonna say like ableism is like someone uh on the internet recently said someone on the internet what a source um recently said um like ableism is like this particularly fucked up form of discrimination because at like any time you can join the disabled class so it's sort of like people who like discriminate against people who have tested positive are like under this false assumption that like because they behave in a certain way, they're never going to be a part of that discriminated class. And therefore, it's okay. Like, you can sort of, the only reason why someone would become positive is because they're an idiot, I think, is a strange one. It's like, yeah, it's just very. It's, it's a lot of victim blaming, in my opinion, because, like you <laughs> said, and I even listed examples when I discussed it in the video it doesn't necessarily mean that you're promiscuous if you catch HIV. You can be born with it, um, drug use. There could be a partner lying about their current status or they're just unknowing, like they don't know it. But it, it it's strange in our community, especially when the statistics are so high for us that we other our, we other each other so quickly when we find out about someone's status and we say that, oh, it can never happen to us. But if you're not taking PrEP, if you're not using condoms, if you're not getting tested regularly and screening your partners, it can happen to anyone, especially because even with condoms and PrEP, condoms aren't 100%, they break. And PrEP is also not 100% effective, especially if you are not taking it day by day, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just really like, sort of like, haunting to see like the actual queer the queer community itself sort of like take on like the internal they like sort of police internally by adopting the language of like a homophobic majority that's yeah, yeah. I like saying there's, there's like a certain list of like respectability then and if you reach that if you meet that bar then you won't get aids and if you have aids that means you fucked up in the past you weren't you didn't you didn't make the cut um, yeah um, it's also it's also interesting because like straight people don't they don't have the same they don't use they don't even use condoms to prevent stds they only use condoms to prevent pregnancy which is kind of really what they're meant for but the um the they if they don't if they don't if they have like birth control like if a, if a woman's on birth control most of the time she almost always has unprotected sex so it's like if there, there's like a weird thing where like um gay people stigmatize unprotected sex and they stigmatize um they stigmatize a lot of things in the same way that straight people don't and it's the way that I think like Ian said that was preached onto 
onto gay people and and it's used as a weapon against gay people, especially at the time at the height of HIV um, in this country. And it's just sort of like lasted where like, you know, um, people talk about, you know, preventing themselves from having sex with people that are, you know, that are positive or preventing themselves from interacting with people who are positive or they um, stigmatize the actual act of getting uh, STD. So I think that that, that that is interesting to think about. No, I agree. And that's the thing. When we have these discussions, a lot of people equate it to, okay, well, you just want us to have sex with people who are positive. And my bottom line is no one can force you to have sex with anybody you want, anyone you don't want to, you know, whatever frivolous reason, no matter if it's steeped in bigotry or not, no one can force you to be open-minded, but I feel like just because you're not dating or having sex with somebody, that doesn't mean you have to discriminate against them. It doesn't mean you have to say disparaging things against them. Because at the end of the day, those are still individuals. And I know I say this in every video that I talk about it in, but I've dated positive people. You know, some of my longest relationships have been with positive people. And when they would tell me their status, it would be such an emotional moment for the sole reason that they're so used to rejection because of it, that... they feel like they won't be able to form a genuine connection with somebody because so many people leave off of just ignorance and not having the proper education on sexual health. So yeah, I, that's like, oh, yeah, no, no, you can it. definitely join in. <laughs> I was going to say, it's such an obnoxious argument. It's like, I mean, it's applied to more than just this, but like the sort of like, you telling me not to discriminate against this group of people in my preferences of who I'm going to be intimate with is like just like this weird like twisted argument that it's like somehow a breach of consent to ask someone to not like dehumanize a group of people when it comes to dating or whatever well that's it's the just... thing it, it's people it's kind of like how cis het, heterosexual you know men treat cis het, heterosexual you know I, I kind of overdid it but um cis het men treat cis het women they feel like if they don't want to have sex with you then you are worth protection and i feel like that's the that's what they're emulating when they have these discussions because they feel like people who are living with hiv don't deserve compassion and don't deserve you know affection for what they're going through because they no longer want to have sex with them it, it, it's a it's a strange dynamic where they completely just disregard the humanity of members of our community. Um, oh yeah, I had one last thing I wanted to share. Um, it was at Christmas and um, I was like, this was when I was delusionally sort of saying, mm, I wanna try going overseas like by myself. And like, um, I remember one of the like deterrents for me doing it or like, Cause like I had like a specific plan I wanted to do and they're like, well, I remember my sister said like, you could get like, you could get like essayed and contract HIV. That was like one of the like things they used. And I'm like, the thing is I'm decently confident that she's like sort of clock tick clocked on that. I I'm, I'm queer. And I was just, that was really shocking to me that she'd say something like that. And I was sort of like, kind of really scared for the rest of Christmas. It was weird. But um well, that's yeah, the thing I... 
I don't, they didn't think she was homophobic. And I, for the most part, I don't think my family is. But that just came out of nowhere and it was really scary. Well, that's the thing. The warning about SA, I kind of understand it. Not saying that you can, I mean, yes, you can catch HIV from SA, but I grew up in a house of women, you know, so my mom would always warn me on these things. And I would be like, I'm a guy, you know, that doesn't happen to us. But that actually happens in our mm, often. Um, yeah, that's probably could have been it. Because that's another story I usually bring up when I discuss this. One of my friends was essayed, and it was by a known positive person. So that is why he actively got on PrEP. Luckily, the person was undetectable, but it's still a danger that happens in the community, you know. And a yeah. lot of people just don't come forward because it's the overall stigma of, you know, sexual assault survivors of males is just it, it's difficult to navigate especially within the gay community can we i mean <clears throat> i'm not sure the age demographic here but the girl i i think this even sorry it was normal to get sexually assaulted at gay house parties when i was coming up like guys walking up to you grabbing your ass I remember one time I wore a three-peat because I came from something else and went to a gay party and a man lifted up my the the tail of my um suit jacket. It just got a handful of cheek and it was like it felt wrong. Like the sex sexual assault is very rampant at the house. Well, and sorry. No, I, I wouldn't even say just the house parties, because I remember when I first came onto YouTube, I would talk about my experiences at just gay clubs because apparently that's the gay hello to just grab somebody's dick or ass and that was it happened rampantly in houston when i was growing up and i remember when i made that youtube video somebody really commented if you don't want to get sexually assaulted why would you go out to a gay club you're there to be grabbed into i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you i thought i was there to have drinks and just chill with my friends you know but mm -hmm. the what i will say on that part of the subject you will not understand how many people of the general public are unhinged until you have the opportunity to speak with them. The house. Uh, I mean, like, men are still men, and if you listen to the way that men talk about women and the way that women dress, to most men, if you dress um, provocatively, it's not because you like the way you look. It's because you want somebody to grab you. So that's, that's like this whole, it's, well, it's rape culture is what it is. And so like, the house. To, mm -hmm. And then it's, if people think that because they are gay or because, <clears throat> um, you know, because they're part of certain communities that they don't, um, they're, they're shielded from that criticism that they don't contribute to rape culture. They don't contribute to all these things. And it, it doesn't mean anything. You still have to unlearn all that stuff. You still have to unlearn. Um, you still have to learn what consent is. You st we still have to have um, conversations around what consent is. And we have to have conversations around just sexual health in general, because a lot of, a lot of the ideas that are prevalent in our community are just education problems. Like a lot of people just don't know. Of course, there are people that are willfully ignorant um, and don't care. Like you, you'll explain to them that you know people who 
who are positive aren't necessarily transmissible. And they'll be like, well, I don't care. They don't mean nothing to me. Like, da 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 da. I'm still going to, you know, treat them the same way. And it's, I mean, you can't really do anything about that. But there are people that are just ignorant and are willing to learn. And that can be taught. I think that we should always have these conversations for those reasons to, so that those people can get that kind of information that they need. Well, that's the thing. I definitely believe these conversations are needed. Um, no matter how how many people react negatively or ignorantly, basically saying, "I don't care if you're undetectable, if it's untransmittable. If someone's going to be ignorant, they're going to be ignorant." But I just want to get that message out that we should be getting tested, that we should be screening our partners. That if you're not using condoms, because I can't force you to use condoms, you should just look into prep. If you're not good with pills, there's an injectable where you get a shot every six months. You know, there are multiple ways that you can prevent it. Um, because even though HIV is not a death sentence anymore, it does still affect your health going forward. It can affect dental. It'll make you more susceptible to sickness just because it is an immune system issue. So I, I just like to get that information out on my platform just because I think it's really important. And also it's like know your worth because I know hmm, oh, it's going to be real spicy. I don't I know some people who have preferences that don't prefer them. So when they have the opportunity to have sex with their preference, they're like, I don't want to ruin a situation. I don't want to fuck it up. I mean, I have to, I mean, you know, whatever it be like, not we not wear a condom. Let me just do what they say. Like, oh, stand your ground. Like we have to build ourselves up, build ourselves up as men and know that like I understand, we understand like sometimes you're desperate or you want to get laid or you want to, you know what I'm saying, get, get it with who you want to get it with, but that's just not worth, if you have the, if you do not want to put yourself out there and expose yourself to STDs and HIV, don't just put that to the side because you want to get some play. And I know so many guys, we don't talk about it, but there are quote unquote incels type folk, incel adjacent type people within the gay community. But people never talk about that. And also there's people who have aspirational preferences that will go out of their way, whether it's to pay, whether it's to uh, rape, sexually assault, to get what they want um, from certain people. And maybe condoms kind of isn't always being used in those situations. This is like, I love this because this is there's some darkness in our community that no one ever talks about, but people low-key know. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah, it's, and that's the thing. I try to address those kinds of things on my channel because people, I've even had people when I had these conversations say, you shouldn't talk about this on YouTube. And I'm like, we all know these things are happening. I understand that it is not a quote unquote positive look for the community to address these things. But if we don't address these things head on, nothing's really going to change if we just keep it hush hush. And that's how I view like a lot of trauma within multiple of our communities. If we just keep everything hush hush, it's not going to get better. Dudes out here still cat. I got catfish last week. Dudes out here catfish in twenty twenty three. Like what's going on, man? You would be surprised because they they will use the most <laughs> notable people online, and it's just like, girl, this man is not in my city. Be serious. But Nico, you're not in my city. I saw you up today, girl. <laughs> but you no, know, I think I'm sorry. I was uh I was gonna say, you know, um, you did a video, 
I guess it was yesterday or the day before about the prevalence of hookup culture in the gay community. And I don't think that the stigma around HIV is separated from that because when you have a community that has a strong culture of casual sex and hooking up and promiscuity, um, your value will be more tied to your sexual value. And many people will view your sexual value as lower if you I, have any sort of, you know, STD, including- I couldn't agree more, but unfortunately we're about to run out of time in like 10 seconds. Uh, and that, that's a really great portion of the conversation that should have been there. But I, I wanna thank everybody for joining. And unfortunately we'll have to continue this conversation in another live stream. Thank you very much.